Hey, this is Dave. This is Tim. And this is Dave and Tim. No, okay. and Dave. I got Tim and Dave. I, yeah. Yeah, okay. This. Well, we should testing. actually add that into the show. Hello, everyone. Hey, guys. This is Tim. And this is Dave. This is Tim and Dave. Show podcast. Mm. Have you played the ukulele before on uh, here? I know um, you played the guitar umpteen times. Uh, okay, umpteen times. But have you played the ukulele? I don't think I've ever played the uke here. This is the first. Mm. Time. Well, Tim and Dave show experts who've listened to every show. You're gonna have to <laughs> have to let us know Do on some this fact one. Checking on yes, that. indeed. Um, I love the ukulele. Fun story about the ukulele before mm. we get started. Um, I've always wanted to learn how to play. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Two years ago, it was in the middle of winter. Mm. And I'm just walking down the streets of Westchester, mm. uh, and I pass a music store. Mm-hmm. And I say to myself, you know, I keep saying I want to pick up a ukulele. I'm a guitarist. I play uh-huh. guitar. And I never do. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? This feels like the day I'm going to play a uke. Hey, sometimes and then I go, I go to the store, find a red ukulele, cheap, mm. at, cheap one, like 30 bucks, hey. go home. Look at the simple chords, uh-huh. and within an hour, I'm, I'm learning how to play ukulele. Wow. And uh, as you can see, that obviously I need a little bit of practice on the strumming, because hmm. uh, I, I, uh, my fingers are so big. And yeah. The, oh, yeah. That must be it. Uh, shut up, Timmy. Um, but no, it's, just, it's, it's, it's a definitely, I think, an instrument that's really easy to pick up if you've already learned how to play a string instrument before. Hmm. Um, and I, I like the fact that it um, has like a more of a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I'd say upbeat. Yes, it's very much upbeat. more upbeat. You know, it feels yeah. like, oh, uh-huh. man, like, it's a very joyous sounding, mm-hmm. you know, thing. Not that a guitar can't, but I think guitar is more well-bodied versus yeah, this yeah, one yeah. feels like it's okay if it's not perfect. You uh-huh. know what I mean? And I think sometimes, like, when I play the, when I play the ukulele, it's usually when I just want to have an uplifted song. And um, I Where think, did the ukulele originate? God, you know what? I wouldn't... You know, it's funny because here's the thing. It's a question comes down to when, where did string instruments mm. originate? Mm. One would argue that sometimes during the middle... Uh, you know, during the biblical era, they had the, the, the harp. Yeah. The, David uh-huh. played the harp. But it actually, back in the day, the harp didn't exist. It was a variation of what a harp was. Mm. But that was one of the first uh, stringed instruments was like a harp-esque um uh, instrument where it would yeah. be two pieces of wood and then strings stringed across it. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I think it derived eventually to become a lute, 
which ah. is what they had during like the Renaissance yes, eras, yes, etc. Yes. And I think it then eventually amalgamated into larger stringed instruments. So I think I think a ukulele somewhere along the le- somewhere along the way found its way through all the amalgamations of string instruments. I mean, if you go to Japan, they have a four-stringed instrument as well, hmm. but it's a longer neck yeah, yeah. and it's a smaller body, uh, and they pick it with like almost it looks like a, a comb, I guess, in a way. Hmm. Um, but it has a very similar tinny sound to it in a way. Um, but no, that was uh, obviously "Somewhere Over the Rainbow" by I forget Israel something or other. He popularized. Hmm. He's a Hawaiian, big Hawaiian guy. It was oh, really wow. popular. During like MySpace era, I know yeah. people huh, had played that. That's one of my favorite ones because it's like high above the chimney tops. That's where you'll find me. Like it's just I always loved the way he messed around with the A minor and the F chord hmm. progression. It's a beautiful song, um, and I hope everybody out there finds their rainbow hmm. okay i hope everyone finds hmm. the thing that makes them feel solid and happy uh. and you know i well, i play that song it always makes me feel a little jovial i always hmm. want to it makes me feel happy knowing that you know it's such an innocent song like hi hmm. it's like um what do you what were the it lyrics struck me as melancholy really yeah it feels like well, well here's it's a, a melancholy day well, it is it's is very, very down, dreary. overcast today here in westchester yes, pennsylvania very dreary. um i don't know like I get it. Like, um, someday you'll find, like, somewhere over the rainbow, way up high, and the dreams that you dreamed of once in a lullaby, or somewhere over the rainbow, bluebirds fly, and the dreams that you dream of really do come true. I think I like the song because, yeah, maybe it does have some sort of like, oh, I'm not there yet, but it's uh, a hopeful song. Well, I guess it depends whether you think it's true or not. I think it's true. That's going to absolutely think that's going to affect your someday your interpretation. I'll wish upon a star and wake up where the clouds are far behind. Mm-hmm. Me. Trouble melts like lemon drops high above the chimney tops. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful song, and I think I think that's kind of like where my perspective of life really comes from. Not necessarily the song, but the idea of what it says is that you may not necessarily be in the place that you want to be. I think most people aren't in the places where they always want to be, and that's kind of my whole self philosophy of improvement. You mm-hmm. always got to continue to work on towards something bigger and better for yourself. And the key word there is for yourself hmm. you're not meant to be competing against others in this rat race called life in the huh. end of the day it's you know the the game as a as a satirically said you know whoever dies with the most money wins you know what i mean hmm. it's, it's it's a joke obviously yeah. because uh-huh. we're all gonna die you know and it's trying to enjoy the small aspects of life that we have in the conscious world that we are existing because we don't know what the hell's gonna happen after all this is all said and done hmm. and you know a, a wise man once told me I remember telling you guys this last last week, the Tim and Dave Show podcast listeners, that when I hear people give me advice, uh-huh. I always and if it strings a chord like a ukulele or a guitar chord, mm. it is a resonating sound that is amplified for the rest of my journeys, and I espouse it to others as well. And here we are at this very juncture doing this just that. Indeed. So a wise man once told me, he said to me, Dave, I know you're upset about X, Y, and Z. Mm. But at least you have legs. Hey, some sounds people, like a smart guy. Some people sounds like a pretty smart are born guy. without legs. I know that. That's true. And if you really want to put it in perspective, yes, it's a very outlandish example. And even though, at, and I'm not trying to say that if you have, if you don't have legs, oh, then life's <laughs> over. However, because then if you have legs, you probably have eyes. If you don't uh-huh. have eyes, you probably got ears. And exactly. It's a, it's, it's, it's a rolling. And just think, if you didn't have ears, well, we know you're not listening, so we can talk about <laughs> We can talk about these people as much as you we know, need they to. They may have a closed captioning mechanism <laughs> oh, on the crap. computer. But if you didn't have the ears, you couldn't even listen <laughs> to, 
to the Tim and Dave show. So at least you guys have ears. Yes. And I guess the whole point is, is that, you know, be grateful for what's in front of you. Stop wishing your life away. Uh. And, you know, obviously, as I said, work towards these dreams. But sometimes in life where you just have to be you have to be a person that's being not doing Hmm. being present being there at that moment in time and saying you know what this isn't necessarily where i want it to end but this is not necessarily where it's going to end Hmm. and i'm okay with knowing that maybe tomorrow will be different and maybe be better but think of all the places of where i came from up until this point and i can say to myself and i can go on and be present doesn't mean you're going to be 100 percent happy with everything you got in your life Tim. Mm. it just means simply you're going to be able to go up and forward because i think a lot of times we don't think of a pro- life as a progression rather than mm. we think of right life as an exact result mm. and i think it's the time people need to realize is that you know it's a journey man it's not a destination and you just got to roll with it and fuck whatever or screw what everybody else is doing you know it doesn't really matter it doesn't matter anymore you can let it fly david i guess so i don't want to drop the f-bomb so much but anyways ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning in to the yes. Tim and dave show podcast thank you i wish we had sound effects one day one day um but uh, thank you all for tuning in this week. Um, if you want to catch us on our social media accounts, we've got a Facebook account, the Tim and Dave Show Podcast. We're also on Google Play, SoundCloud, FM Play, and iTunes. You can check us out on Tim and Dave Show Podcast there where you can subscribe for our weekly podcast submissions. Uh, you can also leave comments on our SoundCloud account, our iTunes account, our Facebook account. We also have a Patreon account where you can donate small monetary funds to help support the channel. Uh, oh, PBS will also give you a tote bag that mm. says the Tim and Dave Show podcast yeah, ruined my pretty life. Sweet. <laughs> um, and there, there's some prizes in which you can have her if you donate a certain type of amount of money. You can ask a question or what have you. Uh, but as I always say, word mm. of mouth is word the of best mouth. way to get the word Tim and Dave Show yeah. podcast out there. This week alone, this, if, this, speaking of what you might not have, if you didn't have a mouth. Well, couldn't even tell people about the Tim and Dave. Show. That would make me sad. I I, I don't know what oh, I would boy. do with my life. Um, uh, we've been getting a lot of hits this week. Um, yeah. A lot of people have been really curious about the podcast. A lot of people are looking at older episodes, yeah. too, I noticed. Yeah. I think it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. And, you know... they got to get their fix of Tim and Dave. Tim and Dave show podcast. Mm-hmm. My God. You know, it's funny. If we t- Speaking about, you know, it's a race to how much money you have when you die. You know, when we die, it's funny. This These these episodes are, are going to be part of the human record of yes, existence. It, like They will be. It's kind of crazy. Like, an archaeologist. Have you ever thought about that? Like, what if, what if your great great grandson hmm. um, says, "I want to know what my my, my grand, great great grandpa was like," hmm. and, and he, and he finds this, this old timey podcast? Like, uh-huh. it's just like just like when um, uh, was it not Cloud Strife? What was his name? Zach. Zach. Uh, Fairwet. Fair. I don't know his freaking last I think, name. I think Zach Fair. Yeah, Zach Fair. Okay. Zach Fair dies and says, you will be my legacy. Mm. This podcast. He said that the cloud strife. This will be our legacy. Mm. But speaking of legacies. Yeah. Time to talk about the G20. Uh, G7. G7. Con, uh, excuse me. The G7 uh, conference. Uh-huh. And the legacies of our world history and government being torn asunder by a Bogart, Bogart. of a politician. Ooh. Well, so the G7 is a meeting of the seven largest global economies. Except Russia. It used to be the G8 when Russia was up in there. But when did they get kicked out? They got kicked out in 2014 for interfering in Ukraine. Uh, now, mean, of course, America and the UK and Germany didn't get kicked out for invading Iraq, but that's different. <laughs> that's different. Come on. That's different. That's funny. That's funny. We only killed a couple million people over there. That's Come on. <laughs> Can't hold that stage. against them. You need them. to be on stage, man. You need uh-huh. to be on stage. So anyway, Russia's out, and Trump is causing a stir over there. Yes. Making some people very unhappy. He recently instituted some um, tariffs 
on Canadian steel and aluminum. And apparently he had some conversation with Justin Trudeau, who was the Canadian prime minister about Mm -hmm. this. And apparently Trump thought some understanding was reached. But then Trudeau Trudeau said something Trump didn't like. So Trump called him dishonest and weak on Twitter. And there's also this great picture that Angela Merkel put out of everyone standing up, looking at Trump (laughs) angrily. And Trump's just sitting there with the smuggest look on his face. (laughs) He's like, "Uh, you can't do any of this without (laughs) me right now. Yep. And apparently every year they issue this like group statement, like the main group statement of the G7, and Trump won't agree to it. So the statement's so, like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's the, <laughs> the, the, the G7 group statement has been agreed on this year is, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, God. No, and um, I think, I think too, it, th- during that conference, he, I think Trump accused Traduo, whatever the hell his name was. Sounds like uh-huh. some weird, like, Swedish dish. Hmm. Could I have some Traduo with my pasta, please? Yeah. Um, uh, what do you call it? He... Um, he said that whatever that he was Trudeau was doing was interfering with our North Korea negotiations huh. and calling him a uh, probably some sort of word of some some. I'm sure he animal. called him something. Um, but also another interesting thing about that was that uh, during that same exact meeting, mm-hmm. um, he had asked about whether or not the oh. Um, the, the direct quote, what I was referring to, mind you, was hmm. President Trump's top economic advisor accused Justin Trudeau. Excuse me, of a betrayal that risked making Mr. Trump look weak before his North Korean meeting. Ooh, that was oh boy. Yeah. So first they burned down the White House. First now they burned this. down the White House. Now, <laughs> now this. Now this. What am I gonna do? Anyways, so um, also Trump questioned whether or not the Canadians mm-hmm. burned down the White House during the War of eighteen. Because apparently his um. He inv- he was able to do this tariff by invoking some like national security concern, and they're like, "Wait, what's the national security concern with Canada? Well, didn't they burn down the White House? So <laughs> can't trust them anymore." <laughs> That's hilarious. That's such a joke. That's such a terrible joke. Mm. Um, so that's what's going on with G G seven summits. Uh, I know also that Mexico had some tariffs placed on them as well, mm. and now they said that they're going to put uh, tariffs of their own to America, uh, specifically bourbon Ooh, is wow. going to be tariffed. Yeah, apparently Darn. they're a big importer of bourbon huh. uh, from uh, from America. Um, and how's the, how's the UK liking all this? Like, I'm sure they don't like it. But, but they have to follow along because oh, they yeah. already uh-huh. screwed the EU, so now they have to follow the... The gu- yeah. the dance with the date that brought him. Eh? Mm-hmm. So yes, indeed. Go figure. Go figure. And on some more downing news, we had some um, unfortunate deaths this week. Yeah, yeah. So our first, the first person that I heard in the beginning of the week was uh, who uh, had passed due to um, suicide is Kate Spade. Yeah, I, was, I've heard the name. I actually don't know who that is. She's a designer. Hmm. Uh, at the age of thirty, she went out with her husband to make a handbag or accessory design hmm. label. Uh, got hugely popular, um, became a known name in Manhattan. You hmm. see her, her name, her brand on watches, uh, handbags, accessories, etc. Uh, but she had committed suicide at the age of 55. Hmm. And her husband put out a statement that she had been de- struggling with um, severe depression. Hmm. Um, and it goes to show you that, you know, it doesn't matter how much money you have. If you don't fight the demons inside that are c- causing the problems, then doesn't matter. I mean, he just sold her company to Coach actually a year ago for $1.2 billion. So mm, wow. she was not without money. 
um, at all. And again, that's why I say to everybody, don't worry about the, the number value you have in your account uh, mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Obviously, you have to survive. But in the end, even these you know, even these types of people who have made a success of their lives still can't find that centering. Mm-hmm. And not to belittle her life or what she was doing, it just goes to show you that people are all everybody is is going through a battle that none of us are going to see you know Mm. what i mean and that's kind of why i always you know for better for worse whether i'm perfect or not you know always try to be as good of a person as you possibly can be to others because you never know you never know you know Mm -hmm. what i mean that's to say that you everybody's got not got a bad day or nothing but you know i think i think living your life with niceties and and kindness is kind of the way to go but either here nor there Um, yeah so that's a shame she's she's she has passed this week and also Anthony Bourdain, who I like that guy. Yeah. I really like his original show, No Reservations. Mm-hmm. I liked it a lot. I never watched any of his newer shows. Right. But the original one I liked a lot. I think, you know, I was never really big into the whole foodie yeah, neither travel was I. scene type things. It was more like, oh, it's on, I'll watch it. Uh-huh. Uh, so I wasn't, I mean, it didn't hit me as big as... Honestly, as big as Kate Spade. Just really? Really. Wow. I don't know. Huh. I, see, the thing about Kate Spade, and I understand... Like, I didn't even hear about Kate Spade right. until it was mentioned in association with the Bourdain story. Right. Well, they say that these deaths comes in threes, but then mm. again, I think uh, one of the, I think, Dutch queens has just has committed suicide. Oh, wow. this week, too. Hmm. It was a Dutch or... It was a, some, some royal queen has, has committed suicide. Wow. Um, so maybe that's the third. Who knows? Um, but Anthony Bourdain, I don't know. I like Kate Spade's st- startup story to me. But then again, hmm. Anthony Bourdain's story was also an interesting startup story. He hmm. he was uh, afflicted with addiction for heroin and cocaine. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, from New Jersey. From Jersey. Um, 61 years old. Fairly young. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. For, 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 for that type of thing. I, I appreciated him as being a traveler. Hmm. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't know. I just, I just didn't, I wasn't really into his scene type yeah, thing you know I hear I mean? you. but i hear nothing but great things about him like uh-huh. I, like you know he you know sat with obama when he was in vietnam uh-huh. yep uh to eat at some rinky dink noodle mm-hmm. shop you know what yep. i mean or whatever the heck it was uh so i, I know that his passing was very impactful because i think he was much more popularized on media yeah uh-huh. so but i think too it just goes to show you that you know suicide's real depression is real there are lots of things going on in our society that i think help make um a perfect storm for people mm, in that mm-hmm. way in which it's overcapitalized this guy apparently bourdain was working insane hours for, yeah for he what? doesn't have to for what you know he doesn't have to work a day in his life and, well maybe what he was going through that's why he was working so much or he's per- got to get his mind off or it. perhaps that was i think he's the thing like I'm, I'm a firm believer that we should be a people of being not a people of doing hmm. and i think sometimes people mistake that existence is is justified by the fact of what you do mm-hmm. rather than trying to be part of a present situation like in being present and being part yeah, of something. yeah you know what uh-huh. I, mean? and I think that is a systemic issue uh, uh i think obviously capitalism Hmm. But but I think this type of mentality of just working, 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 working is 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 indicative in many aspects of different cultures, regardless of capitalism or not. And I just again say to everybody, st- don't work yourself into a grave. What's the point of it all? You know what hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. And you know, if you need help, ask for help. You know, there are people who care about you guys, and everybody's we're in this together. And you know, don't feel as if you're a burden on somebody just because you're. You're you're having a bad time and you, you're struggling with things. Um, I would also say that there are people in this world who, in which you open up to, 
and those people who you open up to use that uh, against you against or you. for their own purposes? No, against you. I think huh. some people eventually use what you tell them about your life against against hmm. you. And it's a shame because then people lose trust in giving people those confidences. And I think it's a part of life. You know, there are people out there that do things they shouldn't be doing as far as um, making you feel less of a person because you are struggling with something. Mm-hmm. But I can say with all honesty, ladies and gentlemen, there are people out there who care enough to hear what you have to say, want to avidly help you, and that you shouldn't try to close yourself off from people just because you're afraid of being hurt. I think that's a part of the life's journey is allowing yourself to break down walls so that you can feel that vulnerability and comfort. Because I think in the authenticity of a person, it's there. I'm not saying give yourself to everybody emotionally, to every to a stranger on the street, but understand that this is part of the human experience where you 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 it's it's hard to be an island of yourself Mm. so you know in lieu of all these catastrophic events that are going on what we've seen the news there's plenty of hundreds of people thousands of people every day every year who who do commit suicide that no one talks about Mm -hmm. it's it's a true thing i mean look at the opioid epidemic for Mm. god's sakes and maybe it's overdosing not because of suicide but because of just pain Uh so you know, it's sad news, sad news, and, you know, I know there's an avid movement about how we as a society address social, um, excuse me, uh, mental health issues in this mm-hmm. country, so things to be considered. Yeah. So if we may now mix, perhaps, the melancholy with the joyous. Okay, that's fair. In a certain school somewhere in America. Yes. Part of a lesson was some sort of lullaby that would help students know what to do during the, of course, perfectly likely event of a school shooting. As, we we got to teach our elementary school students about this, you know? So, lieu of uh, Timmy's... Uh, we don't teach them not to eat fast food, but we got to <laughs> let them know, listen, guys, might be a, might be a school shooting. Um, well, you, you got to admit, school shootings are happening more readily than that. But ha- still, unbelievably rarely. I well, mean, they are happening every readily. time it happens, it's a sensational story. But in reality, they hardly ever happen. Well, the, the way this story goes is that there was a parent... Um, touring a school that her child may very well be going to next year Mm. in Massachusetts and she was appalled by a poster that a teacher made Mm. uh, with a rhyme lullaby uh, to help teach kids what to do if there is an intruder or a school shooter Mm. again this school is for five year old six year old kindergarten children Uh, and the parents outrage wasn't so much that the poster was there Uh but that we live in a society where a poster like that is needed to it's be there. It's not needed to be there. Or it's felt that it should be there. Yeah, but the feeling is from, you know, neurotic liberals, mostly. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. We, 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 because, they, okay, we, they make this, they, they tie this to the gu- political gun issue. And fine, you can tie it to the, to the political gun issue. But because they care so much about the political issue, they overblow the actual reality of how much a threat this is and how relevant it is to actual people. It's happened a lot more here in the U.S. than it's happening in England or other gun-regulated schools. It's unbelievably unlikely to happen at any given school. It's happening more often than not, though. But it, you shouldn't overblow it just because you want to make a political point. I don't and think that that's is why happening. Some, I don't think why, that's why some parents do it. They're genuinely scared for their children. Be scared about them eating fast food, okay? Be more so, scared about that than a freaking school shooter. <laughs> so the um, the lullaby, so to speak, that was posted on the wall You're by the sing it. Yes, are I you going to play the ukulele while you sing it? No, I think they can use their their imaginations <laughs> as to what the what the what the chord progressions would sound like. So it goes. 
Lock down, lock down, lock the door. Shut the lights off, say no more. Go behind the desk and hide. Wait until it's safe inside. Lock down, lock down, it's all done. Now it's time to have some fun. Now here would be an unfortunate irony. If there is a lockdown... And this song is so ingrained into the students' heads that they start singing it, thereby attracting the shooter. That could happen. Kind of blue, but yeah, possible. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, I think that that's pretty jarring. So I think I think, in my opinion, is and we talked about this agnosium here, uh, in, in plenty of our podcasts, is this that parents are scared, and the fact that this type of poster is existing uh, is 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 a fact of life. You know, just, I think it's just, more indicative of neuroticism than necessity. At least it's not eroticism. Speaking of eroticism, yes, Miss America's making some changes. Yes, so they're letting in men. <laughs> Actually, didn't they just say there was an all-female ballet uh-huh. uh, troupe that just allowed a uh, gender-fluid woman uh, to just join? I their... wouldn't be surprised. It just happened recently, but she, but she, the the the, uh, the person who joined hmm. had stated that. Um, that she, that they had to have gone through a, a strict regimented physical transformation to be able to qualify for hmm. being in that troop. So yeah. it's, it's an interesting story I forgot to mention, but there you go. But yes, the Miss America pageant, the Miss America pageant. So they're now disqual, not disqualifying. They're now um, uh, discontinuing the swimsuit competition. Mm-hmm. Which- I mean, nowadays, if you want to see women in various states of undress, you don't got to watch Miss America on NBC. <laughs> exactly. As a matter of fact, have you ever? Ever watched, watched it? No, I've never watched I've it. I've never watched one in my entire life. I don't Trump even... used to host them. He used to own the thing. I know. That doesn't surprise me. Um, but it's like, who, who who's the viewership of this now? Who who literally <laughs> says, oh, oh boy. this America pageant. <laughs> it's it's like, that oh time my God, of year. It's that time of year again. <laughs> Let's see what Arkansas has got going mm-hmm. on. You know, like, and, and, and what what is the point of it, really? What And the, the argument is we're no longer going to judge the pageants, the beauty pageants, uh, by the woman's looks. That's that's the argument behind yeah. it. So then, what is the point of the beauty pageant? There's no point. No one knows what it's supposed what is it, to be. It, honestly, what is it? Like, I, I, It has enough of a name that it attracts advertising money, so they have to think of something to keep it going. I just, it baffles me. I'm like, sure, why not? Yeah, don't have swimsuit competition for it. I don't care. But I, the whole premise of what it is, is in, in and of itself is a conundrum to me. Mm-hmm. Like, who... Who under a socio- who under a certain income level watches <laughs> watches this garbage? You know what I mean? Like, if, if you get that desperate, go to a Sears catalog. I mean, mm-hmm. seriously. <laughs> so I thought that was an interesting little blurb. I mean, like, who cares? It's it's so it's so non news. It's, mm-hmm. it's like oh, bikinis, woo, mm-hmm. woo. Uh, sorry, sorry. Well, I mean, if we're talking about highly doctored appearances, true. There was a highly doctored appearance in Russian media. Yes, there was. Uh, so um, apparently there was a prime minister of economics or something or other went mm. to Pyongyang to see Kim uh-huh. Jong-un, who's becoming the darling, apparently, he is, of, of the, the international circuit. And of the podcast. Yeah, and of the podcast. I've grown. I've, this I've guy's grown, grown accu- on me. I've grown accustomed to your face. I like this guy now. Um, I don't really like him. But okay. he, he's, he, he's always been a very funny individual to, to make podcast mm. commentary mm-hmm. from. Uh, I remember the YouTube. There was a there was an animation called Kim Jong Un, and mm-hmm. it's like this like what the J- North Korean like uh, what what Kim Jong Un had would perceive himself to be in a North Korean anime, and it's like <laughs> it's just like a crazy crazy thing. It's funny, Kim Jong Un, Kim Jong Un. Um, 
Anyway, so this uh, Russian official goes over to Pyongyang, hmm. shakes hands, blah, 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 with uh, Kim Jong-un. And apparently, as usual, Kim Jong-un is stone-faced and not yeah, smiling. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, apparently... Well, he does when, smile a lot, actually. When he's looking at cheese. Not okay. when he's <laughs> Okay. Uh, Who doesn't smile when they're looking when at a good... At, like large pieces of squash. <laughs> like, holy crap, I can eat this. <laughs> Another thing to put in my mouth. Um, no, but... Um, He's shaking hands with this political official, with mm. stone face, whatever. And then when this interview or this meeting had been broadcasted in Russia, uh-huh. the still image that was shown sh- visibly shows Kim Jong-un with a freaking smile on his mm-hmm. face. And in no still image, in no video footage, is there any indication that there was a smile on Kim Jong-un's face? And it is arguably debated as to whether or not this was photoshopped. Hmm. And most Probably of Ru- it was. Most of Russian social media users saying, yeah, this was photoshopped. Yeah. I think it was photoshopped. Yeah. Just, it's actually comical to see him smile. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just without food in front of him. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like that. He <laughs> smiled during the meeting of the Koreas. True enough, true enough. But I think... Although maybe it was like, oh boy, they got McDonald's down here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Maybe this capitalism thing isn't so bad after all. I can, just, I can satiate my thirst for, for empty calories. Mm. Sorry, I'm playing with my chair right now. <laughs> Anyways, go on. Next topic. Fortnite. Something's going on. Something so, big, right? So apparently, so you guys all know I like to play PUBG, mm. which is like a survival of the fittest gun game. Mm. And uh, in this game, uh, there is a different game that came right after called Fortnite, which is a little bit more. It's a little. It's still violent, but it's a little more kid friendly. Mm. And there was this mystical Spawn Island. Spawn Island, excuse me, is like disgusting. A, you're welcome. It's a part of the map where all these characters go and waiting for all other characters to start and then they are then respawned or replaced into the main map where they begin the 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 battle royale Mm. uh so characters have wanted to go and find the spawn island and get there have in vain been unable to Mm. but with the new patch that they have with this like new like cart vehicle thing Mm. uh people figured out how to get to it and it was like big and that's why i find it was interesting is that you know, I feel like YouTube nowadays is getting worse and worse. The content creators are really just becoming individuals who are just recording themselves playing video games, which yeah. I like watching, or already famous people becoming more famous by using it as a TV station platform rather than an yeah. area where uh-huh. other people can make new, interesting it's, it's content. Ossified. Yeah, and become and become famous on their own right. So it's unfortunate, and it's I mean, it's writing was on the table. YouTube's yeah, going yeah. down the drain. It's unfortunate because like I literally have been watching YouTube as if I watched television for yeah. the past. I never got into that six seven years. Never got into that. I I, I love watching. I know YouTube. you did. You... I, and I don't watch cable. I haven't watched television. Neither for do years. I. And yeah. issue, do you watch te- you watch Fox or you watch news? Okay, sometimes I like to fall asleep to Bill O'Reilly <laughs> serenading me. These liberals! <laughs> um, oh, Bill. <laughs> Caress me with your soothing mouth. <laughs> but yes, that's. Uh, I thought that was interesting. CO2, man. See, it's a problem. And it's going to kill us all. Man, Tim, Unless not, we do something not, about it. You are not... You are not... You are not talking about any topics today. This is the David podcast day, I think. I don't even know what Fortnite is. Well, I know what it is. I know. I know as much as you say about it. All right, I'll talk about CO2. It's going to kill us all. There's nothing we can do. It doesn't matter that this new stupid invention is cheaper. It's too late. I find it interesting. This, so they just invented this. I think Canadians did it, uh, funded Ugh. by Bill Gates. 
uh, where there's a mechanism where they can suck CO2 out of the atmosphere mm. for about like a fraction of the original price of what it used to be. Uh-huh. So for what, it used to be about $600, $800 for a ton of CO2 to be extracted. How many and, tons and are out there? Millions? Billions? Probably billions. Probably. Maybe a trillion. Yeah, well... Maybe twelve. Look it maybe up. twelve look trillion. How much CO2 is in the atmosphere. All right, I'll look it up. Anyway, so um, so they found this new way of doing it where it costs only a hundred dollars a ton, hmm. uh, which is, I guess, great. So guess. my idea is this, though: if we keep on making this cheaper and cheaper, maybe there's going to be no incentive to not have any CO2, uh-huh. and then we're just going to just keep on pumping it out and just recycling it like we do with our feces. Hmm. So I think I, 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 it's a double-edged sword. Why, why do it in the end when? When why why try to be better economically? Three thousand two hundred gigatons of CO two. I don't know what the hell that means. It's big, more than a trillion. I mean, probably some supposed to be there. So how right? much money would it cost to take care of? A lot. More than like more than exists on the world, probably. Go figure. <laughs> I mean, some's supposed to be there for sure. Well, then but not this much. Half of it, then. Okay, half. So how much would that cost? Too much. You're sure about that? Yeah. How much wealth is there in the world? Oh, who knows? It it would estimated ma- I don't know, t- several mag like a order of magnitude more than a trillion, maybe. I don't know. Over a trillion? Like a quadrillion or something? Okay, I don't know what that number is. Yeah. All right, good talk to him. Thank All right, you. so CO two bad. Maybe change bad. it. Bad, 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 bad. Now, if we had CO three, maybe maybe things would be different. What about C three PO? Ooh, get him up in there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we're nerds. Yeah. Love and memory, David. Wait, what about we did what what about the uh Korean one? Korea begged about something? Yeah. What did they beg about? Oh, they <laughs> begged to be back at this meeting. Yeah, apparently they that's just what Giuliani, begged. Apparently that's what Mayor Giuliani or former Mayor Giuliani said in Israel to a bunch of business people that the North Well, he's Korea, a trustworthy person. Of course. But no one you know, no, nothing came of that story. I really do think the Trump administration is just trying to purposely ruin this summit for whatever reason i don't think trump is i think people well john bolton we well know he's trying to ruin it right i think trump wants it to go ahead because he thinks it'll make him look good he wants that nobel peace prize oh god he'll deserve it Uh, if if, if he makes headway he'll deserve it as much as obama deserved his fair enough fair enough which is not a lot no not at all i I do want to i would do want to know what that letter read how that letter read that kim jong-un sent oh yeah yeah yeah. i want to know wonder if it was handwritten that'd be interesting too I wonder if Kim Jong Un, you know how like they, he he like does a heart when he dots his eyes or something. Does he? I bet. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a cheese. I'm sure yeah. there's plenty of cute little things you can do with Korean writing. So I I guess I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a Korean writing expert. I guess not. Um, so the last topic I actually wanted to bring this up last week, but just didn't have time to. Hmm. Uh, so I read this article. Uh, it was about a man who woke up. And had no idea where he was. Ah. He found this woman Hmm. there saying, uh, what is wrong? He says, Mm -hmm. who are you? Who are you? Uh Where are my suits? And then the person that he was in the room with said, what are you talking about? You don't have any suits. Hmm. And he's like, where am I? Who are you? And then the person says back to this man, what are you talking about? I'm your wife. Hmm. So the wife then realizes something terrible is going on with her Uh husband. Uh, that for whatever reason that morning that the, as he woke up, a memory was not established as to who they were or, mm. or what their situation was. Um, and as the story progressed, t- apparently what happened was earlier in this man's life, he had a girlfriend mm. who choked him to death. 
uh, near to near to death. Okay, okay. And because of that, he was in a coma for six weeks. Huh. Wow. Lost most of his memory. Was this like a consensual sort of choking? No, it, he was. Okay. She was trying to kill him. I see. And eventually, he lost his memory and then regained it. Hmm. But partly because of that, brain damage still existed. Hmm. This episode then came about after he remarried this other woman who had two children of her own, and he had a child of his own. And he used to be some banker, but then because, because that's why he was asking for suits. But then because of this, he changed his life. Oh wow! And he wanted to become a personal trainer. Huh? And he was a pastor in the local church. Wow! So then this woman, he that, just got rid of his suits. You I think you'd keep one suit, right? Apparently not. What? He's a pastor. He doesn't need to wear a suit ever. I th- he looked like one of those more like more non-denominational pastors. Uh, I you know see. What I mean, um. So like that sa- episode of King of the Hill with like the Christian rock and whatnot. Not like punk rock, but it's actually funny. I just recently saw that again <laughs> on, on YouTube. Someone uploaded all these episodes. It was great. Cool. Uh, anyway, so so this woman is for worried about her husband, and she mm. goes to the hospital, and they're going through all these CAT scans. Nothing is understood, uh-huh. and then it's realized that he may not ever get back his memory because wow. it, it, it ended. It ended at a certain point before any of their history were together. Um, so. The wife, however, wanted to re-enlight the memory of her and mm. visited him every day and all these other things. And eventually he said to her, listen, uh, so I don't believe you're my wife. And then he calls his mother up and says, just to confirm that this was his wife. And she says, this is your wife. I give you my blessing. Mm. So that in and of itself stayed as it was. Mm. But eventually he said to her, "You know, I don't find you attractive. I don't love you. Wow. I don't want us to continue and obviously that hurt this woman Mm. but she stuck to it to stay with the person that she loved Mm -hmm. and tried to re-woo him she Mm. learned how to cook better oh Um, wow she uh i think this was all a ploy on his part (laughs) like like, listen listen baby you're not holding up your end of this deal so i'm gonna pretend that i don't know who you are right so now you can make some good freaking chicken (laughs) pasta okay so um Eventually, though, you could see that the person that that the man's personality was still there, though. Yeah. So, for example, he said to him, her eventually, "Well, if you are my wife, you can give me a kiss, right?" Mm-hmm. And then she just smiled because that was all. That was definitely his personality. She said this man was her husband was always a big flirt, mm. and it's just interesting, even with brain damage and all these things. I always find that interesting when I read articles about brain damage, about how certain personality yeah. traits uh-huh. just stick with you. And I think that also goes with the hand in hand with the metaphysical idea of self and mm. and, and and soul and and being and things of mm-hmm. that nature. Things that just don't go away no matter what happens even as time passes you change as a person and there are things about you that just are always there and mm-hmm. I, th- oh, I find that always interesting and appealing to me when it comes down to um identity and, and personality yeah anyways so then one day after all this traumatic stuff goes uh-huh. on he snaps out of it and mm. says you know oh my good uh, hello baby and then mm. she's all like what are you talking about like hey dear how are you doing uh-huh. and she's all like he's all like I remember some things. And then um, uh, she's all like, well, that's good. I'm glad you're, you know, I mean, like she didn't know what exactly what he meant by that. Like she meant, he did, yeah, excuse me. She did not know exactly what he uh, meant by that to to her in that regard. Like, what do you mean remember? He's like, no, I remember a lot from, and then she, he started saying a couple of these things. She's like, oh my God, you remember this and that? Mm. And then he said, 
of course, of course I remember you. You're my Rochelle. Mm. And it was like really cute the way he was spoken. Like, of how could I ever forget you? And then he apologized. Did he remember that he forgot or what? He recognized that there was a lapse in memory uh. that, that had taken place and that she had to fill in a lot of the blank dots. But he didn't remember up to a certain point, though. I see. So they, he, she did. So like he was missing like the last year and a half. Mm. Like that he don't. They didn't remember like the, the Disney trip that they took that she really liked or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think it was just cute that. He said, of course I would remember you. You're my Rochelle. So I guess where I'm coming from this is that how could one person stay with a person who doesn't remember them? Mm. Like, and the fact that, you know, when you go and you get married and the whole idea of death do us part, like to me, that's, it's such a foreign concept at my point in my life right now. Mm. The idea that forever is forever. I don't mm. know. That's just me. Like, what about you? Yeah. I guess I don't have an opinion. You're a terrible person, Timmy. Sorry. I just think that a person would stick with someone with such a traumatic life experience. And a person who says, I don't find you attractive. Uh-huh. I don't love you. Hmm. And yet she stuck well, I mean, by she, him. She had invested so much at that point, And she knew what he used to be like. So, I mean, she must have realized he can come back. Which is what happened. Yeah, but it's just so painful to think I'm that. I'm sure it was for a long time. Well, they're going on a second honeymoon now. Hey, good for them. You know, here's what the couple looks like. Uh Uh-huh. Let me see. Let me see these two lovebirds. All right. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to say anything. They're okay. Good for them. (laughs) Timmy, well, (laughs) Timmy's getting salty. (laughs) Timmy's getting salty. Actually, I want to see what the exact quote was. Um, Wonder if she still cooks good. That's uh, the question. A quote she says, it's hard to love someone when they have no idea who you are and Mm. they cannot love you. Mm. Um, One of the statements, that's their children. Ah. Um, So Rochelle looked at Adam and asked if if he, uh, excuse me, Rochelle, Rachel, I guess. Rachel, Rochelle, how would you say Rachel, Raquel. Raquel looked at Adam and asked if he knew who she was. Uh This is after he got some of his memory back. And he Mm. just says, I think this is so poetic. He said... How could I ever forget you? You are my Rochelle. Hmm. It's Raquel. Raquel. Sorry. I don't know how to say your name, though. <laughs> oh, honey. It's not your fault. So, okay, and, go ahead. And then she says, oh, honey, there is so much I, I have to tell you about, uh-huh. she said. Hmm. And they say their relationship has become even closer because of this. Probably. So, I believe it. Crazy stuff. Oh, good for them. Had a happy ending. A happy ending to the Tim and Dave Show podcast. I think that's... A, when does that happen? Uh, we talk about world events, so it never happens. I think we always try to end off on a high note. Yeah. I, know, I think we attempt to do that. Sometimes we get a little heated. Mm-hmm. A little hot and heated. A little here hot the under the collar. Podcast, you know, a little hot. steamy. Actually, I'm wearing a wife beater right now. Uh, <laughs> I feel like putting a you shirt often on. are. I'm not often wearing one. Well, I, often. Not always, but often. I would say often. All right. Not often. All right. Thank you. Occasionally. There you go. That's why it's not often. Okay. <laughs> Point being, I just think that's a really interesting concept and i don't know it's been on my mind so all right it was a nice story it. you're welcome i'm glad our listeners got to hear it you're welcome they'll uh, go through life better now i hope so that's the whole point of the tim and dave show podcast of course well ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning in thank to this you week's tim and dave show podcast see uh next week we're going to be talking about uh the way in which they genetically modified barney into becoming a super war machine mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know about that. I, I, Isn't that weird? It does make me it wonder like, about the American public. It was a public. big deal a couple years ago. Well, but everyone yeah. forgot. And time machines. Yeah, time machines. That's just 
remember that movie the hot tub time machine yeah oh god america <laughs> america what is wrong with you uh-huh. what is wrong with you but anyways ladies and gentlemen i got to buy some jeans all right That's he like, needs them I, I i didn't buy one last week Oof. and then i still have the rip in it i'm looking at it's it like a schmuck all right That's ladies and gentlemen sure. i hope you have a great rest of your week and thank you for listening in to the tim and dave show podcast this is tim and this is dave this is the tim and dave show podcast take care and have a great rest of your week mm. where do you buy your jeans I don't know. I don't buy them very. I, I guess Macy's mostly. You Macy's. Know, you, yeah, Macy's is fine with yeah. Levi's and things like that. I'm going to have to have a discussion about where I'm getting my jeans mm. though next week. It's, it's just, important. It's important. People need to know. People need to know what's on my butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs>